Welcome to the Fatty Z Muskie Podcast. I'm Andy. Joined to my right is Vance. Joined to my left is Ranger. I have uh, adjusted the raptor in Ranger's mouth. Mm-hmm. Do you notice that? It's getting getting that time. Yep, he is. Middle hook in the mouth. You know he's hungry. Very nice. Okay. I have Todd Young on the phone. Hi, Todd. Hello. I also have Steve, also known as Gearman Steve. Hi, Steve. Hey, guys. This episode is brought to you by Fatty Z Muskie Products. FattyZMuskie.com, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Um, rod holders. Big, big. It's every spring is like the big rush to get rod holders. And this spring's no exception. I've been uh, answering messages, I'm going to probably say almost daily about rod holders. Um, if you have any rod holder questions, boat setups, you know, feel free to message me. We might end up talking on the phone with some pictures being exchanged, but I'll point you in the direction I feel is best suited for your needs. So um, it's free to you to come and ask me questions. So that's what I'm here for. I'm here to please the public. So also check out the baits. We got the Raptor, 6-inch, 8-inch, soft tail, 8-inch, the 10-inch, stingers, the, uh, the glide bait. We also have the swim baits, which we'll be talking a lot about today. And the 6, the 8s, and the 10s. And we got Project X as well, but that isn't for everybody. Uh, we had a big, long show. I'm not going to go into depth there. But if you want to see some nice colored baits, look up Team Rhino Outdoors. And, uh, you know, he's recently expanded his color chart of the AZ baits. He has the uh, the Raptor lineup. Very nice. Only he's going to sell them, so check them out. And uh, if you don't see a color you like on my website, just work your way right over to Musky Tackle Online. He has a really good selection. He should be stocked up pretty well. And uh, check it out. $75 free shipping. And uh, both those both those sites are uh, top-notch. Can't say a bad thing about them. I've never heard anyone say anything bad about those people. So... Uh, support those retailers and you know i'm gonna just take this over to muddy creek muddy creek fishing guides mcfishingguides.com give us a call we will be fishing for memorial day weekend through november i am trying to get vance and i booked up through the end of june without doing anything on facebook i'm just boycotting facebook uh i hate it i don't like the stuff going on there so here's the deal try to get a hold of us and contact us i have two days open in that time frame may 30 and june 30 they're only two days that i can fish uh everything else is booked or spoken for vance we just i was talking with vance a little earlier today got his schedule uh for his other job and uh Vance doesn't have that many days open either. I don't have them all written down here, but uh, get a hold of us. We do have some days, not too many days we can do in that early season. Uh, Will the ice be off the lake by then? Let's hope. (laughs) I just slipped and fell walking into my house. I wasn't expecting it to be an inch of snow on my back deck. Uh, The weather's crazy. I think it's happening everywhere, right? (laughs) <laughs> mm-hmm. I'm not sure about that, but literally when he said he just fell, we were on the phone with him when he hit the ground. 
<laughs> yeah, yeah, I did. <laughs> Fell. I went to step onto the step, and yeah. Yeah, because I didn't realize it had snowed that much. I was out in the garage working here. So, yeah, but give get a hold of us. Give us a call. We'll get you booked in all summer, fall. Still lots of openings, but early season, we catch some really big. That's the post we will make here on Facebook here shortly. We catch some, you know, it goes sort of against the grain, but we have caught some really big, chunky fish in that early season on our cast, uh, on the raptor bite. So, uh, got some really neat pictures we'll post up and take your chance. When is there the raptor bite not on on that lake? Right. It's not, it's not, not on. Yeah. There's no, not, there's no bite for baits. It's what you use, but those things do produce from opening day till end of season. We talk about it. So, Absolutely. Yep. And uh, check out Ranger Boats and Vic Sports Center in Kent, Ohio. They have a plethora of boat companies that sell uh, StarCraft, StarWeld, and Ranger. Check them out for service, too. St. Croix Rods, best rods on earth. And, uh, you know, if you're out there and you're looking for a fishing rod, who isn't looking for a fishing rod? Hmm. I can always find a reason to, to go buy another rod. <laughs> and uh so can gear man i know oh yeah but <laughs> or a dozen yeah or a dozen <laughs> yeah why stop at one why stop at one well you gotta you gotta buy one to get 12 right let's go well, pick up true. a rod or 12 yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's just it's just the next number in the number line it goes one two yeah. you just keep them together right <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. oh yeah so uh check out st croix all right steve hit up your plug Oh, the big one. We just mentioned rods in St. Croix, which parlays into my buddy who makes custom rods, uh, SH Fish and Sticks. And you talked about rods. I just met with them a few days ago, and we're, you know, collaborating on a one-piece 13-weight fly rod for muskie. So I'm trying to get this rod imported because they don't make many 13-weights, and one piece is even harder. So it's a whole thing. But if you guys ever need a custom rod... Again, he specializes on St. Croix blanks. He'll make you any musky rod, fly rod, fly rods for musky, bass rods. I know that's a dirty word, but anything, he'll top-notch work. You said bait? Bass, bass rods. <laughs> you wait, you mispronounced bait. Oh. Oh, that's right. <laughs> yeah, so he'll work with you on anything. He comes up with great designs, so I can't say enough about him. Nice. Now, tell me more about this giant fly rod. Well... <laughs> Yeah, so I've I actually been fly fishing for muskie over the winter some. I've never caught one on a fly. Uh, so I have a buddy who's getting into it, and he'll we'll go. You know, I've probably gone once or twice over the winter. Um, again, haven't caught any, but we're getting into the bigger flies and the heavier line, and I have a 12 weight that just makes it a little hard, and the, the ferals keep coming apart because they're four-piece. So I just had this brainstorm that I want a little bit heavier rod. It's one-piece. So, uh, yeah, so we're on the hunt for that, and he's going to make one up for me. He's already buying hardware and idea for the grips, and I just got to figure out where to get a blank. Can, can you actually oh consider God. yourself fishing for any species of fish if you haven't yet caught one? And, and the reason I say that, I guess I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to throw this out before you have a chance to answer. <laughs> I remember going back a handful of years, and um, me and my wife, before kids,
went for a walk along the shores of this one lake, and there was uh, two guys. Uh, th- they were not the cleanest, um, and their pickup truck was not the newest, and their boat really wasn't meant for fishing. I was shocked that it floated even you know, when they put it in the water. America. <laughs> I mean, there's nothing wrong with what I just described, but I'm just trying to paint the picture of what it's like. Mm-hmm. And um, so just being friendly, I was like, what are you guys fishing for? And they were, you know, very proud to say as they leaned against their rig on the trailer, oh, fish for musky, bass, sunfish, anything that bites. <laughs> and then I, I sit back and think, and I'm like, if you have a line in the water, can you just say that you're fishing for X fish mm-hmm. when you're really just whatever bites you're fishing for? Yeah. I mean, at what point? I mean, I could go down to, you know, Lake Erie, and they're like, what are you fishing for? I'm like, oh, tarpon. And they're like, <laughs> they're like well, there's no tarpon here. Well, I'm going to try to catch one. That's what I'm fi-. You know, it's... So I guess if you haven't actually caught one that you're targeting, can you actually say that you're fishing for them? Okay. Well, see, I, I look at it as I'm, there's a scientific approach of what I'm trying to catch. This guy put a worm on a hook and, and going for anything that bites. So I'm, I'm going with a yes because, again, everything's geared towards that fish. And if you catch other fish, that doesn't quite count. But if you're targeting the one and don't catch it, you're still kind of fishing for it. That'd be my, my viewpoint. Okay. I, I forgot to mention that when when they turned into their boats, they pulled out six legend tournaments with cowgirls and bulldogs. <laughs> no, they didn't. <laughs> no, they didn't. But <laughs> no, they had spinning rods that were bent like a rainbow with a with like a foam bobber on it and a hook in the last <laughs> I, island. I get I get calls like this often. Like people are like, "Well, so how? So you say you're going to do a musky charger with me? How how do you know it's going to bite the hook?" That's so. When the conversation starts like that, I know I'm starting at the very entry <laughs> level here. Uh, You're not talking about gear ratios with them? <laughs> no, no. It's like, well, here's what we're going to do. We're going to go do this. And obviously, we're going to. I look, sounds to me like I'll be taking you trolling. And uh, <laughs> if you a- don't know what the sound is. <laughs> I will tell you, start reeling that pole right now. <laughs> There's something on there. If you yeah. see me jump out of my seat, yeah, it means pay attention. <laughs> yeah, it's about like, to happen. I'm, I'm going to hand someone this rod, and you start cracking. <laughs> and you're like, this is what I want you to do. You just hold the rod, tuck it under here, and you just keep reeling. I'm going to have the drag set. You reel. I'll get. I'll get. I'll get her in the net, one way or the other. <laughs> you just reel. I, I I'll always... tell you when to stop. I enjoy when Todd's like midway through the season and, and like this conversation sort of pops up and Todd will be like, yeah, I caught, you know, so far 60 muskies, three walleyes and a bass. I'm pretty sure it's a muskie yeah. coming in. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Hey, speaking of cowgirls and bulldogs, make sure you check out the Chautauqua Lake Showdown uh, put on by Muskies Inc. Chapter 69. Get a hold of Zach Baker. Check out that tournament. Uh, it is June 23rd at the beautiful Chautauqua Lake. Oh, I, I have something. I had to do I it. Listened, I listened to part of that podcast the other day. Hmm. Uh, 
there's something I wanted to, I guess it's sort of a correction. When Vance and I were, we remember we got into the numbers thing where Andy, you brought up, you know, people contacting you look like best three fish. What are you talking about? Yeah. Yeah. Well, our, the tournament Vance and I did, we hooked 14. Okay. It, we did not catch 14 fish. No, we caught like 10. Nine? I thought nine it was or 10. 10. Yeah, we doubled, yeah, we doubled digits. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, we got like 9 or 10. We hooked 14. I did not. I, I was just thinking, you know, I remember it, it gets going, you get talking. and But I know that we hooked 14. All of them on raptors and stingers. Mm-hmm. And it was a two, you know, it was a little two-day event. Eight hours one day and like six the next. We caught like everything the second day. Yeah, All but like one. Yeah, that's true. We ca- we casted like yeah. crazy, and we uh, casted her butt off the first day. And we went back to the same spot, second day, and it was the spot was so small it was like a quarter mile long. The second day. <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. yeah, yeah, that was awesome. Well, there you have it. Correction of the podcast. Correction. Yeah, and, and, and cause, because this tournament, it, it's best three fish. So the best mm-hmm. three you catch if you catch three. Uh, so you could catch thirty and still not get first place. Yeah, yeah. You could you could you could also get last place with that too. You could if everyone else caught more and bigger fish. That's going to be a busy day on the water. But check out that tournament; it's going to be fun. Fun, fun, fun! All right, we get all the uh, plugs out of the way. Musky Zinc. No, I check guess them. That's- Check out Muskie's Inc., Muskie's INC. Uh, join your local chapter. No, oh, you, you got to do some type. You got to do some type of rap. I can't. I'm whoop, not. Whoop, <coughs> yo yo. <laughs> I leave that. Whoop. I leave that up up to you. But. Whoop. <laughs> yeah, check them out. They, they do great. Do wop. Do uh, That's do more my speed. Yeah, the sixties. Little do wop stuff. Sixties. No. Let's let's hear 50s. it, man. I can't. I can't sing. Don't that be sitting under stuff. that apple tree. That's not anybody else but me. That's not the '60s. Doo-wop bands like the Spinners and stuff. Yes, Spinners. You mean the Rims? No, the the uh, you know like the the Soul Band. Soul Band. That's kind of what I'm into. Is the '60s genre? Okay. Anyway, so I'm not really into rap, but uh, check out Muskie's Inc. Didn't you go to to like? Ludicrous concert or something you said? <laughs> yeah, of course, of course I did. That is ludicrous. All those decisions <laughs> led me. To that. Mu- all those decisions led me to musky fishing. So, and doo-wop bands. And doo-wop bands. Yes. Anyway, anyway, okay. I can't get through the plugs. So. No, I, I want to hear. I want to hear some more. Let's let's tell me more about musky zinc. Okay, Vance is punching out. All right, check out your guys' local <laughs> chapter. And uh, what's going on over there? Nothing, man. You interrupted me. I was on a roll. That what do you think you just did to me? Plug ever. You screwed it up. <laughs> All right, I'm going to shut up. Now let's hear this best plug ever. It was going to be. Okay. get You do it now. Because I suck at this. I'm, I'm, I'm throwing <laughs> off my game. It was going to be great. <laughs> what the hell? <laughs> I thought this was over. It's just like one more line you got to throw out there. 
Murder INC. <laughs> Please. Please. Let's get let's get let's get through this. I want to hear the story that Gearman has and Yes, but first I need you to finish the plug for Muskie's Inc. <laughs> I'm not doing it. Um I just dealt with a three year old that wouldn't do anything. I think I have the patience for you. <laughs> no. Todd, can can I pass the buck to you? <laughs> yeah. Thanks. Muskie's Inc. No matter where you're fishing in the Muskie world, check out your local chapter you're going to have some some states have 10 some states have a couple but uh you know get a hold of the people from the chapter check what it out online on? lots of stuff going on with muskies inc right now we're hopefully we're going to get a guest on from muskies inc here in the next couple of weeks looking forward to that one uh they're they're doing everything they can to help promote the future of muskie fishing that's what they're all about uh, they're going to be working on habitat. Uh, that's what they're going to be focusing on. That's what the people in the clubs have all said that they would like to see them do. So some monies are going to be going there. Uh, have, we, we've had so much fun in our, in our local chapter with tournaments, banquets, just, you know, the camaraderie you can get meeting people. Some guys have jumped into the muskies Inc that have never even caught a muskie and, you know, couple months later a couple years later they're leading the the national tournament you know that, that that stuff can happen you can get a lot of good information by talking to those guys at the clubs at the meetings things like that so check them out i think it's very important anyone listening if you're involved enough to listen to the podcast about musky fishing mostly uh should be a member of some club somewhere in muskie zinc in my eyes now some other things that those those chapters do put on is was i don't want to mess up this name but i have to throw it out there because i can't like put my hand over the mic and ask vance is there the chapter penn jersey yes there's mm-hmm. a penn jersey okay because i remember there's like a there's like a pen ohio and i'm like i don't want to sound like an idiot but i do right now because i brought it up but uh I shipped a whole big box of baits over there. They have their uh, their auction thing that goes on that yep. they do every year, and it's not just AZ stuff. But I, I said that just to let people know that um, there's there's going to be some of our stuff over there. But that is a great fundraiser to uh, you know help the muskies. So, yeah, those guys are raising raising uh, raising money to help feed them, and they got lake stocked that weren't stocked before. They're mm-hmm keeping keeping those fish a little bit longer they're stocking some nice big fish you know our club does the same thing here at three rivers we have bait fish ohio's big into that the mike money fund all that stuff it all ends up filtering through muskies inc so i think most chapters probably are gonna they don't do that they're you know they will be it 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 helps yeah they were talking about uh some of the stocking that Happened through Muskie Zinc. Some of those those lakes that they were putting fish in, you know, they find, they yep. they cracked fifty inches last year. So that's kind of cool. Yep. That's the magical number. Well, yeah. I mean, if you talk to it's any magic. reasonable reasonable muskie fisherman, now it's like mine is 50, 50, 50 nine and three quarters. We shake <laughs> we shake fifties off. We shake them off. I don't even shake them. I cut my line. Yeah, it's I don't insult. touch them. They're slimy. It's an insult. <laughs> I'm pure. I shake them off. Yeah. Sweet. 
You know, those small fish, they do nothing but cut you up. Mm-hmm. Sweet story, bro. Rock on, dude. All right, let's get <laughs> let's See you in the half to... pipe. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> They're skateboarders, too. Yeah. yeah. That's, yeah. The, that's, I kinda, that's why I thought you were pers- kind of putting that one on. Okay. <laughs> okay, Steve, yep. do you want to tell your, your incredible coincidence story? Or first, or do you want to do it if you had to choose? Mm. Let's do if we if you had to choose because that usually follows the flow of uh, the show, right? Sometimes, but mm-hmm. you, if you had to choose, would really play into what you want to talk about. Well, your choice. You run the okay. show. I'll, I'll kind of uh, react. Right. Let's let's tell the crazy coincidental story first. All right. You have the mic. Well, let, let me let me give the back drop to this story then to set this up because i think as the story progresses the improbable nature of everything coming together will just keep mounting so if you know oh that's a uh, did you get that pun in there see (laughs) okay what does it make makes sense to you but no one else yet okay uh, so okay so here's the backstory we would go to the beach as a family and uh you know I, i was never a beach goer so one year my dad and this was like 25 years ago. He said, you know, let's go. I'll rent a charter. My brother-in-law was with me, a couple uncles. And we'll go out um, not far. You know, it wasn't like a headboat where you, you pack in like 100 people and fish for bottom fish. But it was a charter with just like six of us. But you're doing the same thing. You're kind of fishing for croakers and sea bass and, you know, that kind of thing. So the excitement level for me is, you know, I love fishing for anything. So, I, I you know. To me, it was great. So we get on this boat. Now, were you musky fishing on this boat? No, this is saltwater. We're the, we're like ocean. Yeah, but this is I just, ocean that, that vessel. Was a, I was calling back to earlier. Yeah. Anyway, yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay. No, yeah. If they would have been, I would have guess I'd have been fishing for them, right? Yep. So we, we go out so far. And like, you know, these charters, they, they give you the crappy gear. Uh, oh, so you're fishing just, for crappy now, huh? Well, I yeah, you're in saltwater. They're biting. That's what I'm fishing for. So I was gonna say so this, we're, we're this, is, to this is twenty. Croakers. This is twenty years ago. Uh, about twenty five, I think it was in. Yeah. And you're yeah. already you're already uh, <clears throat> upset with gear at that age. <laughs> at that age, you're like, yeah. you're like this <laughs> is crap. I want to <laughs> I want to change everything up right now. The, the illness started early. <laughs> the illness started early. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. So we go out to our position, and he kind of anchors us down and okay everybody dropped their lines and, and so you start bringing in croakers whatever the whatever bites you know and you're throwing in the cooler the the fish you want to keep so at this point i'm bringing up a fish and from under the boat comes this gray silhouette and it deep throats the croaker i have on my line all right so it starts screaming off drag and the captain is up on his perch Yells down to the first mate, oh, cut his line, cut his line, he's got a shark. So I'm thinking, cut my line, that's like real <laughs> fishing. Yeah. Yeah, this is like the most horrible. exciting thing that will happen to yeah. me today. Yeah. Yeah, it's like, you know, if you're bluegill fishing and you hook a muskie, granted, you might not get it in, but boy, you're going to give it a try, you know? <laughs> yeah, but, yeah. But this guy, he's worried about losing all the line on his... All reel. $14 on his rig. Yeah, t- tangling everybody else up, you know. So he's ready to cut his losses. 
So the first mate comes over to me, and I'm I'm, I'm kind of like shaking him off, kind of giving him the shoulder, like you're touching my line, you know. Tell me, he 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 was like no shirt and buff, and he grabbed you with his left hand on your right shoulder, pulled you around with a knife in his other hand, like give me that line, no shirt and buff. No. Well, <laughs> oh my, he was actually he was actually a scrawny little college kid. And the captain was this heavy set guy that wasn't making it off his perch, so I know he was no danger to me. How how old were you at this point? Uh, I was probably late teens, early twenties. So you could um, have been like, "Don't touch my line." Yeah. <laughs> well, you know. So, well, the, the first mate's like, "You know, you're not going to get him in. He's going to spool you out or cut your line." I said, "Well, listen, I, you know, let me try. You know, if that's what happens, then." You know, as a fisherman, you're not giving up. No. So he kind of, he kind of relented, like, okay, have at it, but we don't have a strong enough leader on. The hook's small. Again, it's just the raws, you know. So he's giving me all these reasons why cutting the line was the best choice. But I, I successfully talked to back, and the captain, I can hear him muttering, you know, uh, under his voice about how this is going to be a mess and all this. So, again, ignoring all that and being a fisherman at heart, I'm doing everything I can. And, you know, after about, I'd say, 20 minutes, I mean, it could have been five, who knows? It could have been, you know, the gauge of time is off when you're fighting a fish like that. But we finally, I worked the shark back to the boat, and the first mate goes down and grabs whatever leader there was. It was like uh, just one of those, like, mono leaders that they put those croaker rigs on. So I guess it counts as a legal catch. So I, my understanding is, for anyone that doesn't know, if you grab the leader on, while fighting a, you know, a fish in salt water, that counts as like whatever. I might mess this up. The IGFSA or whatever that is, legal catch. Like uh, yeah, that, that's how some of like those, um, like the the marlin. The, yeah, they get those marlin photos. The guys are hanging out the boat, and, the, and you see a guy grabbing the leader, grabbing the leader. Or yeah, because you're not going to be like we're, hoisting we're, up a grander into the start, boat. We're going to start doing that on. <laughs> too that's what i was thinking <laughs> i'm game like t- touch the leader you know i can tie up like a 12 foot leader i was gonna say i'm gonna have the first 30 yards leader <laughs> yeah <laughs> got him you got him there he is one another 50 <laughs> another 50 <laughs> good thing it shook off good thing it shook off <laughs> damn okay minnows yeah. but so with that Go ahead. touch Go ahead. the leader you know they counted that as a catch and, and i hear the cat go oh it's a it's a five and a half foot black tip, you know, and and my dad snapped a picture with an old disposable cameras with the films. So There's nothing digital. Amazing. And so the, the fish swims away. Well, it was like a total high for us, you know. My my dad was all happy that we he took me on this charter, and obviously I'm happy because I did something that was apparently improbable. And, and it was a bad decision because it wasn't yeah. going to pan out. No, I mean when you're fighting off the first mate and the captain swearing at you. And you're trying to fight a shark that's, you know, going gangbusters. You, you got you got like all kinds of forces and elements against you. That's right, rabbit, so, rabbit kick. <laughs> so it was just, yeah. So it was cool. So, and that was a, a memory I've always had. Uh, and you know, you always build these memories. Well, so we fast forward to I don't know what two weeks ago, Andy. Less than two weeks ago. Less than two weeks ago. So Andy and I were talking on the phone. Somehow. We get onto the subject, and I tell him this story. And I say to him, you know, that was one of the really cool memories with my dad. And I just love to get kind of like a, a replica mount 
that shark because it'd be a cool conversation piece. Represents a good memory. And then we we joked about whatever eighteen dollars an inch on whatever sixty six inches. Sixty six inches, yeah. And the you know, shipping charges and, and and I've priced them out before. Just <laughs> you know, you, you send some of these places quotes, and they'll come back with quotes of twelve to, to fifteen hundred. So. You know, I just wasn't in a position, nor would my wife ever uh, authorize that level of spending without me sleeping in the yard for a year. So, <laughs> where so would you just, put where would you put a shark mount? Like, I, I know your musky mount, which is probably one of the nicest mounts I've seen because of what you did to spruce up the mount. But do you have room on your wall for a five and a half foot shark? At home, no. Okay. <laughs> no, so. It, so the the process of getting one and where it would go, it just never went past getting one because the reality is it just wasn't going to happen, you know. So so that the level of uh, detailed planning beyond getting one never really occurred. So so with that discussion again, I, I told Annie that, and and so that was it. We just finished our conversation, and I think two days go by. Andy sends me a simple text. It says, here you go. And after the text was a screenshot of this Facebook page called Mac Discounts, M-A-C Discounts. And on it was a 64-inch black tip shark mount. Okay? Oh, my gosh. And I'm thinking, what the, you know. And so I I said, what is this? He goes, it's a shark mount (laughs) for auction. Okay. I mean, isn't it obvious it's a mounted shark? <laughs> well, again, I, I, I think he, I don't know if he's screwing with me or what, because it's a screenshot. It's not some a link I could click on, you know. So I said, "Is this real?" He, he, he says, "Well, I'll send you the link." So he sends me the I think their their uh, web page is MacBid M A C dot B A D. So I click on this MacBid, and it's a, it's like a startup company that does these kind of like extra inventory auctions, and then I look where this warehouse is and it's located in washington pa which is about 40 minutes south of pittsburgh within walking Uh distance of where my in-laws live oh my god so now there's a a, a shark a black tip shark same species same size on auction down the road from my in-laws so i don't pay shipping or nothing at this point if i were to win this carry it home on your back Yeah, I could, I could leave my in-laws after yeah. dinner, like get the shark, and be back 80s boombox, you're walking down the street. Oh, my God. Yeah. Tell your wife, look what I found laying outside the room. Yeah. You think someone was putting this in the trash? I, went my, I can't believe I found this. <laughs> so, so I look into this a little bit. I register for the website. I put in a bid. It was like pretty low, like 60 bucks at this point. Well, I'm the highest bidder, so I'm feeling like a king for like two or three days. Well, you know how these auctions go. Yeah. So it's uh, Easter Saturday. The day before Easter, I check, and it's it's up some. I said, ah, all right, well, I'm going to put in a little bit more. So I put in my max, and I was the high bidder. And still waiting. Nothing happens. Well, that night, I'm outbid. And I'm thinking, okay, this is – I mean, it's still – it's still like one eighth of what one would really cost, but it's still like getting up there to the point of, you know, do I really want to a do thirteen this, you know? weight fly rod? <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. So is it a thirteen weight fly rod of this mount? You know. 
So the next morning, we get up and go to church and do the whole Easter thing. And I'm at my in-laws. We go to lunch for my in-laws. And this auction ends at 6 p.m. So when we finish in my in-laws, it's like, you know, quarter after five. We got a long trip to my sister's where we go for dinner. I thought, all right, this is my last chance to look at this. So I put in another bid. And it's just one more bid, one increment up. And I happen to be the high bidder. It's similar similar bidding to eBay. Yeah. Like the structure's yeah, the yeah. same. You put in your max until someone exceeds it, you know, that kind of thing. Uh-huh. So I put in the bid, and I have no max above it. It's just my bid standing. All this, all anybody had to do was put in $2.50 bid above me, and I'm out. But I get in the car, and I can't look at my phone for that whole trip to my sister's. I guess I could have, but you know I can't tip my hand because my wife's next to me. She'd say, so, "What are you? What are you looking at?" Yeah, like what's it, so uh, important that you're going to put the family at risk? <laughs> yes, you've been there before, you know. So that, that's that is the exact uh, comments and discussions. Do you want me had. to drive? <laughs> yeah, I mean that. Yeah, so the whole time I'm jittery. She's telling me stuff. I'm just not concentrating because I know in my pocket I could own a black tip shark you know (laughs) (laughs) so we finally make it to my sister's i throw the kids out of the car and i hurry up like (laughs) you just run into the house yeah you heard kids go 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 come on don't worry (laughs) (laughs) so i sneak a peek at the phone and i won the dang shark (laughs) okay so that's, I'm like, that doesn't that. end there. But the problem is, now here's the problem. I'm walking into a room with all my sisters and brother-in-laws and nieces and nephews, and I can't say a word. You know, it's like having relations with a model, and you can't tell anybody. You know what I mean? It's killing me. <laughs> you just want to tell everyone. Yeah, that, so I'm dying. Hey, like, I guys, I just, I just bought a shark. <laughs> Everyone's gonna yeah. be like, "Oh, I was gonna get mine next week." You know, it's not <laughs> something that comes up in conversation. Yeah, I like for me it does because I'm that, that like, yeah, this is the kind of stuff I do, you know. So, so I'm shielding this from the wife because, again, I know the lecture that's coming after that once she finds this out. And I'm thinking, I want a good Easter, so I'm not gonna open that pan, uh, that can of worms. So what I finally did, what I finally did was I called my brother-in-law over who was on that boat 25 years ago. Oh my. I got to show you something. You know, so we're like in the corner, huddled, looking at this phone. And he's like, holy cow, that's unbelievable. You know? <laughs> so, all right. So I make it through Easter. I didn't know you wanted at this point. <clears throat> yeah, you didn't know anything. No. Yeah, because I wasn't going to do like a long text because the next thing I know, like, you know, who are you texting? Right? So, you know. <laughs> so, um, so, the. The, the I guess the president or owner of this company emails me and says, hey, congratulations on your win. Here's your receipt. You can go down to our facility and pick it up anytime. We're open you know, 9 to 5. Come on in. We'll have it uh, sitting there ready for you because it's already paid for, you know, out the door. So I'm thinking, okay, I got a Philadelphia trip. I had to travel to Philly on Monday. I said, I'm going to drop the kids off at school, make a detour to Washington, Get this dang thing, drive it into the office, <laughs> hang it up so it's up and everything, and then, you know, go back on the road and get the fill. So it's all kind of 
snuck in, so my whereabouts are not questioned, you know. So I arrive at this place. The gentleman's on a, a forklift, and he says, oh, I can help you. And I show him my receipt, and I said, hey, I won the shark. He's, oh, you know. So we start talking about the shark, and he takes me to it. And it's, it, it's unbelievable, this mouth. I mean, it has, like, real shark teeth in this replica's mouth. So, you know, wow. it's, it just looks that good, you know? So I don't know what happens when, like, men get around fish with teeth. Um, but <laughs> somehow I start getting on musky fishing. And this guy says to me, whoa, whoa, you musky fish? I said, yeah. I said, the funny thing is, my buddy Andy, who owns Fat Easy Musky Products, is the one that linked me to your site. He goes, I run all Fat Easy rod holders. I know Andy. <laughs> I said, whoa, whoa, what? Yeah. And as we're talking, he's a, he's an active member in the Three Rivers Musky Inc. chapter. He fishes musky all the time. He goes to Chautauqua. He goes, yeah. So we're talking musky, showing musky pictures. And, you know, you start realizing you're doing the same people. I said, what the, what's the probability of any of this happening, you know? Unbelievable. Yeah, so it's... And, and I think you said that they listened to the show. Yeah, he said he started the podcast, so we'll probably hear this now. And But you did not up. you did not say that you were a many-time no, multi-guest. Well, the, the problem is, okay, so I'm not going to, like, say I'm Gear Man Steve. Because gonna, then they start thinking you have an illness. Oh, oh, you're the one with like so much equipment you don't know what to do with, you know? So I just kind of like hide that. <laughs> yeah, so. So, you know, like, so we exchanged information and we texted a few times because, you know, it's it's like he's inviting me fishing and that kind of stuff, which is just, that's always cool, you know, because I, I don't fish locally too much. All my stuff's usually up north. So it's always cool to kind of uh, make a, a fishing friend and, uh, and, and he's just a really nice guy. So, so I begin to pick up the shark. I race it to work because, like you said, Eddie, at this point I'm thinking, where am I going to put a shark? Well, the only ply, the only wall I'm big enough is in my office at work. So okay. that's where the shark ended up going. So I go into work. My boss isn't in. I kind of sneak it in. I okay. Get another coworker okay. Stop. Help me stick it on. How the wall. do you sneak it in? Do you put a coat over it and walk in? <laughs> well, he he had. I knew he had a meeting, so I kind of waited till he went to the meeting. Not so, that he'd care. You're like jockeying um, outside, yeah, like yeah, some kind of a dealer outside of a schoolyard from the 80s. Yeah. You're just sitting there waiting. You're like, is it time yet? And you see his head go through the <laughs> windows, go into the next. You're like, it's time. Well, and again, I, I didn't think he'd care, but my philosophy is if it's already on the wall, it's like, whoa, that's cool, versus here comes a monster refrigerator-sized box up the steps, and he goes, whoa, whoa, what's happening with this? You know what I mean? So I thought, this is not even chance at interact. I would have walked into that place, not with a thing in the box. I would have had it out, and I would have been going down the halls going, nah, nah, yeah, nah, nah. <laughs> You're fired. Yeah. <laughs> and he, he comes in, he goes, well, where'd that come from? You're like, that old thing, it's been here since day one. And you just play it off like it's been there the yeah, whole time. You just noticed it? I don't understand. <laughs> so, yeah. so that kind of, I guess, wraps up the story. And it goes from somewhat of an improbable event when I'm younger with well, my dad. It's a great memory to uh, a discussion with Andy culminating into 
uh, shark that's listed on this auction site two days later to one of the owners is a avid musky fisherman. That, it those, just, you know. In the whole U.S., it happens to be three miles from yeah. like you. Yeah. And like, yeah, because this thing could have been like in, in California where shipping would be, you know, as much as what the, I paid for it. So it's just yeah. the, this, the, the, the chances, and it's the same species. You know, it could have been a great white. It could have been any of these goofy things. And it's within inches of what it should be. Yeah, I mean, the captain estimated five and a half, and this thing's 64. So, okay, two inches. So, you know, what's the margin of error of this heavy set guy up on a perch? I don't know. So, Man, yeah. you really didn't like that charter. <laughs> uh, the college kid scrawny is a big, fat captain. Yelling to cut the line. I love Telling it. you, they were they were messing with my dream there, man. Did uh, <laughs> did you want to explain why you spilled the beans to your wife? Yeah, well, so I'm thinking to myself, you know, this isn't something. You know, you you can get a new rod and hide it, or a new bait and, and hide it, but <laughs> <laughs> a shark on the wall. Okay, I could probably hide it for like 20 more years till I retire. But the problem is my daughter loves to take, take your you. daughter to work day, which is coming up in like three weeks. So <laughs> the first thing she's going to say to my wife, because she was at the office last year, and then comes this year and says, Mommy, Daddy has a shark on his wall. <laughs> just say you know, it's, so it's, it's like, just I, say I it's a musky. I have to like weave musky a web of lies so much that I just won't even remember. So I'm thinking, screw it. It ain't worth it. So I just told her, dear, uh, this is what happened. I, I bought a shark mount. And, yeah. And then the, co- the conversation went downhill from there. <laughs> I, I'm a little bit shocked about this, mainly because it went downhill. I thought every wife yeah. would love their husband to have a shark on the wall. <laughs> no, but here's the goofy thing about this. So I get the whole lecture of wasting money, and we need stuff for the house and all that crap. You know, The kids need shoes. Yeah, yeah. So I, she, so that evening she went and took my daughter to dance, and her, her one of her best friends, her daughter's in dance too. So I sent her the picture of it on the wall with you smiling. Said, What's that? With you smiling, thumbs up. No, no, no. I wasn't even in the photo. I, you know. <laughs> so I sent her the picture of it on the wall at my office, and I said, "Show your friend." So she shows her, and the, her friend was like, "Oh, that's actually kind of cool." So now all of a sudden. It's, a, it's not that bad of an idea, you know, but when I come up with it, it's the dumbest thing on earth, but then her friend thinks it's kind of neat. So, you know, so the storm kind of blew over quick because I had support from others. We'll see, and that's 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 the lesson learned here is um, if you get support from the uh, friends of the person who doesn't approve, you're going to skate. So as long as you can approve of the friends, it'll be approved in the home. Mm. Yeah, so I'm thinking about putting her friends on a payment plan, yes. like a retainer, so they just support anything I do. Mm-hmm. Yes, I really think that that new boat is a great thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Oh, so, my goodness. So that's the story. That's that's the... Is your dad the, know you got it? What's that? Who who took you on the charter? Your father? Yeah, and I, I sent him a picture of this thing. Mm-hmm. Well, actually, I set it up. I said, hey, Dad... Let me know, what are your, like, top five fishing memories we had together? Okay. So he lists them. Well, right in that, like, close to the top of that list is that shark. So I said, well, what do you think of this? And he, he absolutely loved it. He thought it was the coolest thing on earth, you know. Mm-hmm. 
So I would have pulled a happy Gilmore and be like, remember that shark that bit my flounder? Well, now I got him on the wall. It's amazing. <laughs> That's cr- I didn't so, I didn't think that they did real teeth in the shark months. But I well, I guess if you show up with its jaw, which essentially is all you would keep from a shark. Well, it's a total replica. So I, the thing is, I, I don't I can't say hundred percent that they're real, but I can't fathom the guy who fabricates this. I mean, they look like that um, porcelain with you know has it just looks like a tooth with the, the fine saw edges yeah that's on the top the and then on the bottom where there's real yeah. pointy ones that are kind of folding back in the mouth does it match up with uh the anatomy of the black tip uh yeah it's jaunt. dead on i mean it's, it is. It, uh, i have photos but i didn't want to send them because it would ruin this the story so it's definitely black tip teeth that they got well I, you know i'm not an expert they're small i mean black tip shark don't have big teeth but there's like three rows of them, and they're kind of coming in, and some of the ones are worn. So I don't know. Again, you know, you, you go to the, the any of these shops at the beach, and you could buy a handful of these goofy little shark teeth for mm-hmm. nothing. Yeah. So I don't know yeah. if this guy just has a ton of them, and he epoxies them in. But it's insane. It just looks like, man, if they're if they're fake, that I don't know what he does, but they're so real looking. Amazing. <clears throat> Perfect. So, that's the that's the story. That's it. I think that was worthy of podcast. Yeah, that was that was neat. Okay, <laughs> but see, I, it all comes back to musky fishing, you know, because yes. I bought it off a musky fisherman. And you told me, and you wanted a replica because you didn't kill it. And see, it, it crosses all these, you know, water barriers. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think the timing is the oddest thing because when you came two days later, I said, "What the? What's? How on earth would you even find this?" The only thing so, closer than the timing was the proximity of the actual mount to yeah. where yeah. you were. <laughs> yeah, I couldn't even get, Mac, I couldn't get any closer. Yes. So, okay, so now we have to have Andy. Yeah. How did you find this? I was scrolling through Facebook, and I saw, I'm like, hey, look at that shark mount. And I scroll past, and I'm like, Steve might want to know this. So I just screenshot. Like I, really? Yeah, I just was scrolling. Well, but I think th- I think this gentleman's a Facebook friend of yours. He is. So he po- posted it and might have came across your timeline or something, which, it, you know. Yeah, and I, 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 yeah. I, I saw it and I'm just like, okay, cool, you know, whatever. And then I'm like, I, I literally, I'm like, I'm just going to screenshot this, send it. Something that I do a lot. I have to delete a lot of photos because if anyone looked at my, you know, my, yeah, all screen. the screenshots that I have, they're like, what is wrong with you? <laughs> <laughs> well, and the funny thing, too. Andy, Andy said this that he didn't know I wanted, so he sends me the screenshot. I really didn't say much about it because I didn't seriously start bidding till the weekend. So I asked him. So I, I, that's Monday. I text him this gentleman's name. He said, "Oh yeah, uh, musky fisherman from Pittsburgh." You know, why do you ask? I said, "I just picked up the shark from him," and he goes, "In exclamation points, you won the shark." <laughs> <laughs> Then I got so, a picture yeah. of it on his wall. Yeah. I can't so, wait to see that's that. That's crazy. So, all right. How did that pertain to if you had to choose? Well, because if you had to choose, it was going to pertain to what the uh, the uh, nine yes, versions. Yes, 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 yes. All right. Amazing story. Congratulations. Okay. I want to catch a shark. I'm going to go shark yeah. fishing here next week if you guys want to come. <laughs> Whatever bites. That's right. Well, up, up in Erie. Yeah, I'm going to get a bull shark. Yeah, yeah. So, all right. 
if he had to choose, Steve, you said you're bringing one to the table. Let's hear it. Well, it, it's kind of like this is going to be a standard boring forum question that people usually post through the winter because they're bored, but I want to pose it to you guys just to see your opinion. And I, I think, you know, Andy, I have a pretty you, clear and strong opinion what I like. You're so going last my, because it's just going to transition to what he wants to talk about. So What's that? It, you're going you're gonna to give yours last because okay. you're going to talk about what right, I'll so, lead uh, into it. So what would you choose? Now, this isn't like a, it, it, either or. It's, it's an open question on if you can choose one musky lure to use the rest of your life, talking spring all the way through the fall, what would it be? Hmm. I think I know what the the three answers are going to be here, but I'm trying to think of maybe an angle that might be a little bit different, so it's not all vanilla. Okay, are we? Uh, is it an artificial lore? Anything. Mm. I'm thinking everyone's going to say bluegill, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Maybe this isn't a great question because you're right. The answer was probably already given. <laughs> Suck, you know, suckers. How often do you fish with suckers now? No, I don't. It would be a mud pup, puppy eight-inch raptor for me. Sorry, it's boring, but that's what it would be. <laughs> I'm right now. I'm teetering between obviously three of them because I'm looking at the rest of my life. I'm hoping to have more time when I'm, you know, like retirement age, and jerkin probably just will not be. In in the you know in the cards, so I that makes me almost want to lean lean stinger there because it's just it's it's doesn't hurt the the arms and the back as much at my frail age, but that's playing like the like the long long game here. So I'm gonna tell you, yeah, I might for as much bank yanking as I do, since I don't know the future. Hmm. I'm going to go orange belly perch soft tail. Nice. Because I can do that bank yanking without getting too deep. And I feel mm-hmm. as though I wouldn't be too undergunned with having two hooks on the lake situation. There. Very nice. Todd? Yeah, I mean, I, I remember being posed this question. I think it was... Before Andy and I even knew each other. But Andy was at a road rules, Muskie Road Rules. Mm-hmm. And I was there. We knew nothing about each other. And one of the questions that Tony and Greg posed was like, You got one bait, what are you gonna fish? And I remember saying it's gonna be everybody was picking rubber <coughs> crap. <laughs> but <laughs> I, I I can remember I was the only one on the... It was a guide panel. Do you remember that, Andy? I do. It was the first road rules in Pittsburgh. Mm-hmm. And I said, I'm going to pick a hard jerkbait. Because I'm going back to my Suic and Ladiano years and Bobby Bates. And I was like, I'm going to pick a hard jerkbait. At that point, there wasn't... We didn't have the Raptor. So I'm going to follow suit with everybody else and say... I'm going to grab a raptor. I'll throw it as long as I can, as far as I can, and jerk it. It's easy to use. I'll jerk it as I can, and, you know, the trolling fish can 
just be trolling fish. Now, that's when I'd pick a raptor. I thought raptor. maybe you would have chosen the live bait that we hear in the background of Todd. <laughs> yeah, the you hear the ch- the chicks. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, you mispronounce <laughs> bait. Always background <laughs> when I'm there. Cat meowing. <laughs> Meow. Farm I'm in a garage to get away from the animals and. And there's a yeah. whole flock of chicks. <laughs> chicks in a box over here. And they're going crazy. I think they're hungry. So are the muskies. Keep them, yeah. keep them fat. <laughs> okay. I had to make the joke. Anyways, it kind of didn't go over well. Um, it failed. All right, Steve. Tell us what you think if you had well, to choose. <laughs> Again, this is kind of a setup, I guess, because I assume I, I, the raptors were coming. Uh and the funny thing that like blows my mind is, you know, and I understand that the popularity of the raptors and, and I've caught fish on them, but like the, the six inch swimmer that fat easy sells, in my opinion is like the most underrated lure at, ever. I mean, I, I would choose that all day long and it wouldn't be close to, it wouldn't even be a close second. Now the caveat for me though is, once it gets torn to shreds by three or four fish, I get to replace it with the same style and everything. Because otherwise, then, then if you're looking for one or physical, you have to go something more durable. But yeah, if we're talking one style, that six-inch swimmer, I feel I could do absolutely everything with. And so, you know, on top of my mild obsession with gear, I have mild obsessions with, like, tinkering with lures. So I've taken that swimmer, and I've made, like, eight modifications to it. And the ninth being standard bone stock. What's that? The, the the ninth version is just the standard off the shelf. Yeah, there's nine nine types that I actually would fish. Yeah, one's being off the shelf, and then the other eight I do something to it to meet a situation that I like to fish or have come across and, and wanted a solution for and work that swimmer into that solution. Okay, so I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna set this up a little bit here for Steve. So this is gonna kind of be a out of the box tinkering. I, I'm just gonna say it's like a brainstorm. This is for anyone out there that's like, man, I'd like to you know maybe do something like this, or I I want a bait like this, but maybe it's not in the budget or or whatever. This is some of the stuff that you can do with what just seems like plain vanilla ice cream. So this is yeah. the one man's results, and I felt that this warranted some airtime. <laughs> All right. Yeah, because everything I do with it either is not necessarily a, a cost modification, as it is maybe a change in hook placement, or if there is some modifications, it's it doesn't cost much at all. I don't have anything like expensive in any one of these modifications. But every one modifies that six-inch swimmer as a totally different function in my eyes. And so, like I said, I, I, you know, I could fish this sucker like I've caught fish with it in late February when the water degrees is, you know, like 34, crawling it on the bottom by taking the hooks off the bottom, putting it at the top, and that six-inch one just seems to drag nice, doesn't kilter or anything. So I picked them up that way through burning it in the summer over weeds to throwing the A-rig in the fall. And you could, as you saw, Todd, when I would fish with you, yes. you could even troll the, the A-rig, A-Rig if you want. 
Yes. Yeah. So, <laughs> so controlling is on the table with this kind of thing. So I'm gonna I'm gonna stop you real quick. So if anyone doesn't know what <clears throat> the the little six inch swimmer looks like, it looks like people who haven't seen it before call it a baby whale. Only it's like upside down. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and um, I have I have a treble hook rigged in the belly. It's supposed to the hook is supposed to stay in the belly, and a treble hook hooked up. Uh, attached to the tie point and essentially that hook point it's a treble is jammed in what would be the back of its skull if it actually had a skeleton Mm -hmm. so you have two hook points sticking up two hook points hanging down with one hook point of each of those treble hooks in the bait to hold the hooks tight and they are trebles like i've said 17 times already but they are split ringed so if you need to cut a hook you're not losing a jig hook attached to it. <laughs> it It's very convenient for that. Okay, so that's peanut butter and jelly right there of this bait. Now Steve can continue on. Go ahead. Well, it, it, I, I don't know how far you want to take this because I could probably talk for days on this lore, but... I think we know, should I, hit every every modification and, you know... All right, well, okay. So, I'll go, so again, the first version um is just as andy described with the two hooks and it's a very good straight retrieve swimmer um what i like about the six over the eight to the ten not that they're bad lures either but on the fall of the six it doesn't nosedive as much it kind of has a a slight downward uh glide if you will and you can kind of control that based on how you fish so so the straight version is very good as itself but again where this all started was i heard a, a seminar and i think i talked about this in another podcast where they talked about early season muskie like you know tight to the bottom and i had a, a, a trip coming in march uh, like two days later and i knew the water temperature would be really cold so i went to the booth where you guys were and andy and i were talking and so i got the the shamu swimmer and i had the hook that's on the top still there and then i made out of wire uh, kind of like a two-inch extension, and put the hook from the bottom, took that off completely, and put it on the top. And that two-inch extension ran from the tie point on the top of the bait back. So Correct. there were two Correct. So we'll hook hooks. in the skull, and then one about three inches back, almost right where the start of the tail is, I guess, a little bit up from that. Yep. So we take this lure, fishing, we're fishing 25 foot of water, muck bottom, and I'm dragging it like five-minute cast. Like you would like a Carolina rig, just real slow. And, you know, I ended up catching two fish that day. Um, they're just, one of the fish hit. I just didn't even have my hand on the reel. It's sitting there. And he picked it up. So, you know, so for a cold water presentation where you have a clear bottom, you're not hanging trees, and you have muskies maybe setting up uh, to go into a feeder stream or something, it's just killer. I mean, to me, that's, you know. So, I kind of thought with that modification, what else could I do with it? So that's when I started. You know, I saw that um, uncut angler. They did that A-rig deal with it. So I made a couple versions of A-rigs, um, three, four, five arm, and I put your swimmers on it. And, you know, it just fishes so well. They swim nice. Uh, you know, you, like we said, you control it, and the whole whole rig doesn't kind of turn because there's enough keel weight in them. And so as an A-rig... <clears throat> It just worked. I mean, again, Todd, you saw Yes, definitely. And it was a darker situation, so you're giving it a lot of vibration, you're giving it a lot of flash, so 
just seems like one of those lures, if you can cast it, that when you have those low visibility situations, it, it, it has a little bit of an advantage. So that was the second modification. And then I thought, well, let me scale it down so I don't throw a big A rig. Let me get a small conglomerate of fish so I have this. So I, I took the wires, molded them in a uh, craftsman nut, and then I have two arms that stick up at like a 45 degree from each other, and I have little plastic uh, like perch on it. And then I have the swimmer on the main um, arm. So now. When it swims, you have the swimmer and then kind of two arms sticking up with these two smaller uh, fish. So it's like a smaller A-rig, but only one has the hook with the six-inch swimmer, and then I have these two, like, four-inchers. So I found that's kind of cool. Uh, you know, those two arms offer a little bit of weedlessness. You can take it through weeds a little more, and when you drop it, it's kind of neat, all the tails going. And then I thought, well, let me take that modification one more step in more dark water. And I took those two fish off it and put two size six blades. So now it's kind of like a dual arm spinnerbait. And so. Like almost a safety pin style. Yeah, but with two of them sticking out, right? Not right. one, so one, but two. Dead center, but two. Two blades right. in one bait. So, so that was another modification. And then I thought, well, what if I want to take this sucker like deep into the weeds? So I took all the hooks off. I bought a single seven aught hook jammed it through the center of this thing, tied it to the main harness in the front with a split ring, uh, daylighted the single hook, and then took a single-strand thick wire and made kind of like a weed guard around the barb of the hook and then tied that in. <laughs> so now that sucker, you could like bury in the weeds and kind of rip it through, and you really have a weedless. So that's where you, you could probably even get into some slop. and um, <clears throat> you know. So that was another modification I made of it. Then I had an old bucktail, like a double 10, that I just never used. So what I do, I cut the bucktail off. I keep all the blades, the double blades, and all the beads. I, I have these pliers that I can curl the hook and kind of wrap it around itself. So now I have the main body shaft of a bucktail with the double blades and all the beads. I put a split ring and put a swimmer behind it. And out of all the modifications, I think this is the, the, the coolest one because I don't know if those blades create an eddy. But that dang swimmer like has seizures the whole way back. It's it's moving like I've never seen it. So so there's a, the polar vortex behind these blades that are messing up the tail thump. But yeah, but the tail still goes. But this whole thing just moves like crazy. But the blades keep it straight, and this thing's like wiggling back and forth, trying to get out of the path or something. It's just insane to see it. It's just kind of neat. So that gives you your double bucktail modification with just not much to do. Then I wanted a topwater version, so I took a similar approach with the double arms, got these really long buds blades, and so now I have a double buzzer with the swimmer down below it, and that thing's cool as heck, too. That, that, I haven't caught a fish on that modification, because uh, some of these I just kind of came up with this, this winter, so I haven't tested it out, but... I think I sent you a video, Andy. I mean, to me, that's... Yeah, you sent me many videos. You you went to the Lake X that you do all your testing. Yeah. And your daughter, like, was filming this, and you're like, I'm sorry it's shaky and they're short, because she's just like five seconds of, like, on the bait, then it's like, oh, look, squirrel. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and she kept hitting start, stop, start, stop, so you have, like... So maybe I'll get you better snippets of this stuff, but... So, you know, so there's the, the, the topwater version, and I can't wait to take that thing over submerged weeds. 
uh, I just, man, it makes a lot of noise, and you see that kind of swimmer hang below in the column, so it's right in the fish's mouth when he comes up to it. And then the last modification that I've uh, done is, is actually the hardest one to fine-tune, because I wanted, you know, even though it has a little bit of inherent glide when it drops, it's not enough to really, like a bulldog, it doesn't have that kind of gliding feature. Now, granted, it doesn't have the, the hydrodynamic resistance, but I thought if I can back the weight up on this thing, it would help. So I, I went through all my swimmers and found the lightest one. And then I moved the top hook back. So it's not in the skull, it's down in the back. And then the bottom hook, I took lead wire and wrapped it around the shank of the bottom hook. So you can go snag and steelhead. <clears throat> well, pretty much, yeah. So it's, it's multi-species. So, But, you know, I jammed that back in, and then that thing... It, again, it won't never glide like a bulldog, but boy, it has a really kind of nice glide. So if you're on like, you know, jerk and glide over weed beds too, because the fish are a little more sluggish, man, that sucker looks good. So again, to me, I, I think I could go through a myriad of situations and feel really comfortable with that lure. And I just can't fathom why that, I mean, I, I don't know what your sales are, but I can't, can't imagine that's not your tough seller because I know I have a ton of them and, uh, yeah, I mean, just what you can do with it, it's just, and, and again, it, for beginners, too, you can hand it to my dad or somebody who doesn't really musky fish and just tell them to straight retrieve, and it's still going to catch fish. It depends on, on how you look at the sales on that. Uh, it's our number one seller to you. And yeah. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. That is true. But uh, Todd and Vance get a ton of them ripped up in the summer. Oh, yeah. 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 Very easy to hand to somebody that doesn't, you know. And I mean, there's been times in. Vince and I start our yeah. trips like, let's, we're going to try this raptor thing. Mm-hmm. And even though it's still easy to use, there are lots of times that we were like handing them off. Like, okay, we're going to move you to this. Hey, now, Todd, mm-hmm. now, if, if I called you up and I wanted to book a trip and I asked you the question, now, how do you know you're going to catch these fish? <laughs> Yeah. Would I be a stinger, raptor, or a swimmer guy right out of the gate? I'd take the trolling. Trolling. <laughs> that wasn't an option. <laughs> yeah, it did. Here, sit down here a second. Let's start yeah. talking. How's your life? What's going on with your family? <laughs> I'd really like when to I, cast. When I, when I tell you, reel this in. <laughs> well, there, I mean, there's been times throughout the season of the past couple of years where the swimmer has is no, its advantage. Yeah, it's, I mean, there, there for was sure, for mean, sure Vance. Yeah. Like two, mm-hmm. two, two years ago, it pulled you I guys mean, through. It certainly did. Yes. I mean, we were getting fish that weren't, that were on the bottom and in the bottom for Todd and I is probably about 15 feet when we're casting at max. And, uh, it, we, we did it. We, we, we fished like that. We're, we're, Guys, this is going to kind of be boring right now, but we essentially want this swimmer to hit the bottom, jig it up, rip it, let it sink, hit the bottom again, do it again, and uh, that led to fish. And it's kind of like how it's really interesting to hear Steve say that he took the hooks off the bottom of it, and he was literally just slowly reeling that on the bottom and uh in picking up fish makes sense in the cold water situation but in the middle of the summer sometimes as fish do tuck uh tuck down there and 
it's pulled us through, as Andy said. So, <laughs> yeah. the The neat thing is, is that like the pro- the problem the problem is with it. I mean, we we would use them all day, every day. It's just with you're tighter reaching down their throats. Yeah, I mean that, but they get they get so ripped up. <laughs> yeah. and I'm like Andy. Guess what? I need a dozen more right now. <laughs> And he's like, uh, "Nay, <laughs> I can't. <laughs> I can't do that." They, when we get a shit, when we when we get a shipment in the middle of the summer, like fire tigers, Todd and I are looking at each other like, "I'll okay, arm wrestle you." Who's uh, <laughs> who's getting what here? <laughs> yeah, yeah. But it is, and, and Andy brought that up. I mean, that's that's the uh, that's the thing I don't. Is there something I don't like about using that rubber stuff? Is that the fish just suck them down hmm. steve did you like experience a, that like it's a minute and they just inhale them We've, i've had them sticking out through the gills oh they don't yeah. put up a big fight those are the best fish to net when the gill <laughs> rigs are coming out <laughs> that's really they follow the blood trail <laughs> they will suck them down <laughs> i got yeah, a do deep throat them so I got yeah. a picture from Vance last year, and he's like, "I'm going to try some jigging," and then he sends me a picture. He's like, "Oh shit!" <laughs> 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 and there's a picture of the line going in its mouth. He's like, "I got one jigging." <laughs> <laughs> I, that that fish lived, by the way. But I mean, there's been multiple times on you're yes, taking out people. Lives. I mean, it, and it happens to people that fish for muskies, but obviously I don't I don't jig that much because uh, it's boring to me. But, but you're so effective. But when you're taking out clients and, and the whole lineup of baits is, is good uh, for the beginner outside of the most patient lure, which is a glider. But, you know, they, they generally have never caught one or missed some. Things like that caught pike. So you you throw out this rubber bait, which the, the fish seem to inhale. They don't know the you know know the difference. They'll let it swallow. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, essentially, yeah. if you have a bobber out there, you know they mm. they let that thing go go underneath, and they you know they set it a good they give it a good dozen seconds, and it's gut hooked. <laughs> you know, there's been times when when that's happened, the fish would jump, and I'll be like, oh, it spit. We talk about it all the time, and I'm just like, oh, God, it's still on there. And I'm like, watch this. I'm about to save this fish's life. Get out of the way. Yeah. <laughs> just a boga. It helps. Yeah. But, uh, you know, like for Steve, like for, for Vance and Todd, they're fishing like more or less just one body of water 95% of the time. No doubt. For muskies. No doubt. Now, Anymore, yep. Steve is kind of like me as he's a traveling angler. And sometimes weight and storage size is a premium that for him, he could be like, well, I'm going here. I'm going to anticipate these things. He could bring a handful of, you know, handful of baits, but that one bait could then go buzz bait. You know, maybe, maybe not bank yanking. You're going to bring the, the a rig, but you can have your buzz bait. You can have your bulldozer modification. You can have your bottom crawler. And all of this stuff is, not that much money to do and you can do it with a lot of different baits mm-hmm. uh, yeah, it's, like you said it's modular i could just bring one bait and all the you know fixtures that i put them on because they're all on a split ring so i could take it off one versus the other now granted i have them all pre-set up because it's easier but like you said if i just want to throw some things in a little bag to bank egg i have three or four techniques i could probably cover with one lure 
I feel like your bank yank bag and Andy's are a lot different. I feel like you would have, you know, like a giant suitcase and Andy would literally have a bag. Uh, you just don't seem like the guy that fishes with <laughs> one thing, Steve. I'm sorry. I, I'm, no, I, you're right. I, yeah, I'd have a big backpack and an ATV with a trailer. Uh, that'd be in my yeah. Yeah, bank yank. <laughs> yeah, the, it wasn't, well, it was a couple weeks ago. Vance and I went out bank yanking and... Rod real bait. Rod real bait, and I looked at my. I opened the bag, and I'm like, okay. I got like six or seven baits in there. I'm like, well, a huge percentage of these are going to be on the rods right now. Mm-hmm. If we have an issue, like one bait gets hung up, yeah. it's going to get like, I don't want to fish that bait. Give me the one on your rod. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I'm taking the bare minimum. <laughs> but. Uh, you know, that was part of the fun, you know, before making the baits was just the modification of them. Yeah. You know, even back then, you know, gosh, 2007 or something like that. That's, you know, 11 years ago. It was like I had a dozen baits and I just could not afford to get more baits. And, and you know, it's not always about the money. It's also, like I just said, about the space. Mm-hmm. Where are you going to put all this stuff? Mm-hmm. Especially like if you're, you know... 2007 i was i think i was all musky then but like oh five oh six it's like i'm bringing bass rods i'm bringing musky rods mm-hmm. i'm bringing a musky tackle box i'm bringing my other baits for the other rods and it's yeah. just not in the cards to to, to bring it all <laughs> well i tried mm-hmm. and then you just finally have to make a decision are you gonna you know become a fisherman or are you just going to be a guy that catches bass and (laughs) (laughs) well you know and so i started this efficiency kick trying to whittle things down because like you said it's hard lifting that you know 100 pound tackle bag and now the boat now but the problem where you guys screwed me is you got me into trolling Mm -hmm. so now i got like six trolling rods that have to go every time there they are so now I'm like, okay, now I'm down to like three casting rods, which is okay. I could do, but now I got trolling baits and, and it's, so you, you just, uh, in, introduced the whole dilemma for me. So thanks a lot guys. Well, here's, here's one drop two of the casting rods and then all of a sudden you got a lot more space. <laughs> yeah. But you know, I, man, one of them real, has to be a fly well, rod. Know. What's that? One of them has to be a fly rod and you might get on the carp kick. So you have the dough ball rig and. <laughs> Yeah, I'm trying. I'm trying to get one rod, but man, I just I'm, I'm like you guys know. I mean, if we've gone over this ten million times, and you've had interventions with me, <laughs> I just there's certain action and feel for a rod for lore that just you know I don't know. It's a whole thing, you know. <laughs> My yeah. mind's blown again with a podcast <laughs> from Steve uh, about these swimmer modifications. I wonder what else you could do with uh, with this bait lineup, stingers get into those gliders well see i was just about to uh suggest the a-rig raptors oh my god so you're casting like six eight inch raptors (laughs) no let's just go with the sixes yeah you can go the tens or how about the even harder to find 11s the a-rig uh you know like wiley setup a bunch of jointeds on there yeah you put put like You'd have to stagger them. You'd have to have, like, tiers. You'd have to have the harder diving baits at the bottom, 
medium diving baits mm. in the middle tier, and then you'd have the shallower <laughs> dive. So when it goes, they're not all like racing on top of each other, hooker like. Hey Dale, can you refinish? He's like, how'd you get hook rash on the top of its head? Yeah. <laughs> that was from the one that was running right above it. Yeah. How close are you staggering your rods? Oh no, this was all on one line. <laughs> he gets a hold of us. He's like, do you hear this, Steve guy? What's yeah. the matter with him? <laughs> yeah, he's got problems. <laughs> Why does all it look like there's a seven sixteenth socket imprint on this? Yeah. <laughs> I like him. He buys them five at a time for these. These, you know. <laughs> telling you you knock the a rate it is so fun to fish i'm, I'm just i saw the netting I part saw, sucks it, it was, i get it but. i saw i saw the fish grab one of the a rigs came up and inhaled it the only it was, problem was the cool we had too many hooks removed <laughs> well you know and so i took your suggestion to heart i've been trying to figure <laughs> out how to get that extra hook on but man that's just it really tangles up. So I'm back to the one hook. Tangles. <laughs> you know. I don't know why yeah. it would when you have seven swimmers on one line. Yeah. What's that? I don't know why it would. I mean, you got I seven. I thought, like, the, the story that he told about the other time you went with the, the, the guide from St. Clair that was like, that's really cool, but we're not going to do that anymore. <laughs> no, no, he, he, I'm he, not again, he has, he has a, to this day because I still contact him. He still has a rule uh, that he, he named after me. No a rigs in the boat because man, that snare, that fish. No, I've caught him on a rig since then, and it never really made that mess. Granted, you're, you're always managing hooks, and, but man, this thing when it hit that net did such an alligator roll. I mean, it, I mean, it was like it was in a cocoon of net with hooks everywhere, and his head's out of the water because he can't dip the net in far enough. And yeah, it yeah. was ugly. It was really, in that case, it was really bad. Again, I haven't had it since. <laughs> granted, I haven't caught a hundred fish on it since, but yeah, that 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 got ugly quick. That fish would have got himself out if you would have dunked his head under the water to where like the rim of the hoop was under. That fish would have untwirled and been gone and it wouldn't have counted because you didn't touch the leader <laughs> pretty much amazing but, yeah this yeah it was ugly no well, so but i love the swimmer i just gotta say i gotta uh, yeah yeah so. i even have some set aside for him up here he loves the blems oh i do you gotta bring back the sham those are those are my favorite okay yeah, you said that earlier, and I wanted to clear it up, but uh, sometimes I want to interrupt everyone every three sentences. Shamu was a laminate pour of white and black that looked like an orca whale, mm-hmm. and uh, it was dubbed Shamu. So it's not like, oh, this must be the biggest swimmer of them all. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I don't really want to do laminate <laughs> pours. I'll paint you one. It won't be authentic. It'll be like the panda. That's what we'll call it. (laughs) So. All right. You got anything else to add, Steve? That's it. That's it. (laughs) Amazing. Sorry I talked the whole time. I bored everybody out there. No, no, no. I apologize. No. No. My mind was blown. I was was listening intently on what you were doing with these (laughs) things. I like the shark. Always fascinating. Yeah, Yeah, the shark is cool. And then, yeah. Don't jump the shark. Happy days <laughs> reference. Wasn't the happy days guy. Uh, for anyone that doesn't know, that's kind of like 
when Fonzie jumped the shark, the, the, the saying jump the shark was mean when like, that's when they, when people would say that that show ran out of ideas. So they had to have Fonzie jump the shark mm. as ideas. So that's kind of like, yeah, that's when everything went bad. <laughs> mm-hmm. So jump the shark. So don't jump the shark. Got it. Okay. <laughs> Fatty Z Musky products, fattyzmusky.com. Check us out. You just heard all about the swimmer, some rod holders. That's us. Muddy Creek Fishing Guides, mcfishingguides.com. Check them. Uh, book them. How about that? Book up June. couple days left. It's dwindling. It's dwindling. So uh, we will see if that happens without a Facebook post. I'm interested. <laughs> and um, Vix Marine, Ranger Boats, St. Croix Rods, Muskies, Inc., Big thanks. Check out your local chapter. Join. Get in those tournaments. Start winning big money. <laughs> what? <laughs> Isn't there like Muskie's Inc. tournament trail guys that like make a whole living off of Muskie tournaments? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no. no. Okay. Well, maybe that's incorrect, but you can still. <laughs> Do you guys get big giant checks? And there's like confetti and podiums, and they're like, "Yeah, like, <laughs> oh yeah." The models hand you the check, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. That's what's going to happen on June twenty third at Chautauqua Lake for the Chautauqua Lake Showdown. They might have get that. a hold of Baker. They might have that. <laughs> That's all right. I'm going to say, you know, first off, I'm not going to join that tournament because I have a little girl that's turning six that day. So that's mm. a legitimate excuse. Um, if I want, I'm going to say Zach. I want my winnings in nickels. Very nice. <laughs> and then I want you to count it in front of me, and then I'll recount it. Very nice. So it's good for business. And, and Andy, if you wouldn't mind, I just want to throw a, a one out there to Mac Discounts and Mac.bid <laughs> for the shark because <laughs> the customer service is great. I'm so happy about it. And they got a warehouse full of like everything from wrapped up couches to stainless steel dishwashers. I guess their whole MO is buying uh, overstock and selling cheap. And one of those overstock was a shark. So, again, I want to thank those guys because now I have a shark and I fulfilled a, a weird dream. And thanks to you, Andy, for the assist on that as well. Okay. Do you know what's going to make this story even more like crazy? Is <laughs> if the guy that got the shark was the original Mitch? Yeah, oh, that would have made, made it crazy. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, that would tie it all together, wouldn't it? Or maybe is, he was the musky king. One thing. Bring Andy it back is an old really, the musky king. <laughs> Where is Andy it? is really good at getting us to find stuff and spend a lot of money. Yeah, uh, I'm great yeah. at spending people's money. Mm-hmm. Here you are. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm good at spending my own money, but I'm just do. <laughs> yeah, just do. Even it. better at spending other people's. <laughs> Let's go for it. Well. I'm, <laughs> If you would have said, found it, get it. <laughs> if you would have said, There's a couple new Rangers, Vance, <laughs> not just one. Get them. I got I a Ranger. Okay, we'll get Rangers. Andy's got a Ranger. I <laughs> sold a Ranger to a guy after you guys got your Rangers. Yes, yeah, true. I know. <laughs> and he's <laughs> he's living on the streets now. <laughs> hey, poor guy. You haven't heard from him in four weeks. As soon as he gets that boat. <laughs> That's going to be the biggest smile you see on that street. <laughs> Get the bigger motor. What's wrong with the bigger motor? <laughs> it costs more money. Yeah, just Vroom, it. it goes faster. 
You don't need money when you're smiling. <laughs> money can't buy happiness. Five more miles an hour, Will. <laughs> but if you would have asked me like a week ago, Andy, are you going to sell someone a shark by proxy? Yeah. Are you going to broker this deal? Yeah. <laughs> I would have said, like, how would that even have happened? Yeah. yeah. I bought a shark. <laughs> Find me a buyer. <laughs> I got one. Ah, <laughs> oh, gosh, that's fun. All right. Did I miss anything? We got muskies, Inc. We did. You talked about the tournament. We're good. Perfect. All right, everybody. If this spring ever comes, good luck fishing. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>